Okay. Good morning. If you'd like to come and take your seats, I'll be beginning speaking in, a, in about a minute. So if you want to take your seats. Oh, I can hear the angels singing. Or is that just you? Some of you are singing. Very nice. Oh, I need my glasses, actually. Helen, could you just get my glasses out of my case? Or maybe it's in my bag. Oh, there we are. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm at that age now where you start wearing glasses. Yeah. Do you wear glasses, Paul, for reading? It's funny, isn't it? Like, I used to have a, it makes me look intelligent. Yeah, that's all I've got. That's it. As long as I look intelligent, that's good. Great to see you. Happy Christmas. Yeah, we're on the way, aren't we? We're on the way. The next, when is it? Next Sunday. No, no Monday. Next Monday. Next Monday. Just to let you know, as <laughs> I don't know anything. Um, just to let you know, in terms of devotionals, we're doing devotionals right up until Boxing Day. So there'll be devotionals on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and Boxing Day. I know they're normally Monday to Friday. Just to let you know, and I hope you might find them useful to focusing on the Christmas story. And if you're with family members or friends, you might want to just read it together. So you can at least focus on something to do with the central theme of Christmas. Because I know how distracting things can be over the Christmas period. I say that like I do anything. I, I, <laughs> I don't do anything. Helen does everything. Well done, Helen, for keeping me organized and fed and uh, keeping things in order. This series uh, that we are going through, some, some, of, some of the, you know, returning back to some of the aspects from Luke, I've called Mary Treasured These Things Up. Mary Treasured These Things Up. And do you want to just turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 19? Let's get a Bible in front of us if you've got one. There's some on the sides. Or your phone, maybe you've got a phone app. Let's look at the Bible together. And it says here, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I've used that as the title verse for this series. That we, like Mary, would treasure. And that word treasure means protect and count as dear and protect the truths of the gospel and of, of Christmas. The gospel of, and, and God coming into the world to save us. And these, this word pondered means to reflect upon. But it, it means to reflect in such a way so that it becomes experience. So it's like meditation on truth. You reflect on it so that it becomes part of your heart and your experience. And that takes time. It takes time to reflect on truth so that it affects your thinking and your experience. And I know that we can all, I know certainly I can, rush these things. So let's give time over this Christmas period to putting things down and pondering and treasuring, like Mary, the events of Christmas. So important that we do that. 
Today we are reflecting on how the, the presence of the Holy Spirit always gives revelation of truth, which inspires worship. The presence of the Holy Spirit. When, when the Holy Spirit, God is present, when God is present, when the Holy Spirit is present, what happens? He inspires us. He inspires us with truth. He inspires us with truth that leads to worship. If you want to know if somebody is filled with the Holy Spirit, look at what they're talking about, look at what they're confessing, look at what they're thinking about, look at what they're singing about. Are they, is Jesus key and central to their lives? Then you know they are filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit always leads us to Christ, always leads us to him and putting him central in, his, in our lives. Now, at Christmas, you're probably going to be meeting with some... Re- are you going to be meeting with any relatives? Raise your hand. Yeah? People you don't normally see, right? You're going to be maybe seeing family again, maybe going home, the Americans. Going home, leaving us? Honestly, guys, we're going to miss you. At Christmas, you see relatives and friends, and some of them... You're looking forward to seeing, aren't you? Some of them, not so much, right? And you know that certain relatives or friends are going to, you know what they're going to talk about before you see them, don't you? So, so somebody just said, yes. You've obviously got, was that you? I won't say the name of the person. What, what does this person talk about? I'm not going to tell you because they might hear this preach like they will. Because I'm so popular, I'm all over. Every, um, so, so, so what sort of things that some of your relatives say that you find slightly annoying? Conspiracy theories. Oh, that's one. I haven't got that in my notes. Conspiracy theories. So it would be like World Economic Forum and how, the, you know, how um, COVID started and how everything, basically everything. It's never a, there's never a conspiracy theory, theory like everything's going to be really good next year. It's always like it's collapsing, everything's being destroyed, isn't it? Uh, anything, anything else that you, you find annoying? Politics. Important, but annoying. Yes. Politics is it's a gift to us, isn't it? But it can be annoying, particularly when people are very trenchant and difficult to talk to. Um, people talk about themselves a lot, don't they? There's some, <laughs> yeah, some people, and I don't think it's just some people, actually. It's all of us have a propensity to think and talk about ourselves a lot. And it's, a, it's a, one of those things to, to get over ourselves sometimes. Um, and I always say to my, to my children, well, because Samuel doesn't live with me anymore, he decided to leave home, didn't you, Samuel, after we got married? I don't, I'm not at all bitter about it. It's all right, Luthia, it's okay. He's you know, left, left our home. But I always, I always used to say, and I said it to Emily the other day, she left, I said, remember the greatest is those who? She said, you don't even know, do you? You don't even know. What is it? Serve. The greatest is those who serve. And I say, remember to ask good questions. And Because um, there's a, the danger, isn't it, when we meet with people. We say, how are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, and I'm worried about, and I'm worried about, and I'm just what I want to, I'm, 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 I'm. And by the end of it, you, you can, you know, actually ne- never actually get to know each other that much deeper. 
And I think, you know, when we meet with people, we find, you know, what they're passionate about. You know, they're going to be asked, talking about their car, maybe cars, guitars maybe, Tim, maybe guitars, Jason, pedals, music pedals. That goes over my head when these guys talk about music pedals, I tell you. Holidays they've been on or hope to go on, travels. And they loved it. People, people moaning, criticisms. We know certain people, when we meet with them, what they're going to talk about. And I want to say this. When the Holy Spirit is present, he loves to talk about Jesus. He reminds us of Christ. And if we're filled with him through us, we will remind other people of Jesus as well. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to say... We will bring the qualities of Christ. We will bring, and within the loving way that we want to love the person in front of us, they may not know Christ. They may, they may be very anti-Christ. But we love them and we bring the aroma of Jesus in a way that's fitting to the situation, don't we? Loving to people as we meet with them. So when, we, when people meet us, of course there are other interests. I've got interests. But all those interests are under Christ. Any, any interest I have is under Jesus, is under his lordship, is ultimately under him. And I hope that when people meet you and, uh, and me, they, they, they get our passion for Jesus. And somebody once said, if people don't know what you're passionate about, you're not passionate about anything. And we should be passionate about Christ. And the Holy Spirit, if we're filled with him, will do that. So our reading today, as we carry on in Luke 1, this is Elizabeth says to Mary in Luke 1.45, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. You see here that the Holy Spirit has filled this woman Elizabeth, who is the wife of Zechariah, who is the couple that are, after many years of prayer and being unable to conceive, are now going to, by the grace of God and the gift of God, going to have a child who is going to be John the Baptist, who is going to be the one who is the waymaker for Christ. And Elizabeth, interestingly, doesn't talk about herself, does she? She's got some amazing news. It's wonderful. But she praises, actually, and encourages Mary. Blessed are you, Mary. Blessed are Look at your faith, Mary, that you believed in God. Blessed are you, Mary, that you trust the promises of God. And then Mary res res responds with that encouragement, with my soul glorifies the Lord. And I want us to see here about creating a culture of encouragement. We need encouragement, don't we? We need encouragement. Those conspiracy theories that we mentioned. There's this, we are assaulted by negative thoughts and lies and nonsense. Inside and out. And we need encouragement from one another. Don't we? Do you need encouragement? Yeah. That's why you're here, right? You're here because you know you need encouragement. The devil isolates Spirit creates fellowship, partnership, friendship that encourages us. You see, we, 
are made in the image of God. And do you realize what that means? Made in the image of God. And God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God has never been alone. Jesus doesn't have me time. I'm just I'm being on my own. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just making the point that there is tr- the Trinity points to what we are to be like. We are to be in fellowship and community so that we encourage each other and inspire each other and say, look at your faith. Aren't, you know, you're a great person. I love you. And that takes time, friends, to build deep relationships and friendships. It takes effort to build friendships. And I encourage you to make that time, make that effort in your community groups and in any way you can to build deep friendships and encourage each other because we need it in our lives. We need to, you need to encourage people and you need to receive encouragement. There are times when you need that more than ever, when you just need to receive encouragement, when you're grieving, when you're, going, when you're, you're in that valley and that difficulty. You need that encouragement. And when you find yourself there and you've got no arms to support you, that's a sad day. Don't get to that. Be involved in the family of God. Like Elizabeth, like Mary, let's love meeting together and encouraging each other when we do so. So let's build a a culture of encouragement, an encouragement to worship. And if somebody, if you sense in someone that they are struggling in any way, say to them, let me pray for you. Maybe read a text of scripture that encourages them. Pray for them. Bring a prophetic word over them. Ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me, do you, is there anything you want to bring to this person? And remember what prophecy is for? Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort, Paul t- teaches us from 1 Corinthians. So let's do that for one another. Let's prophesy, let's bring God's word, let's pray for each other, and create a culture, like Elizabeth, towards Mary, of lifting each other up. That leads to worship, because Mary then responds, doesn't she? In, in our second bit of our reading, Luke 1, 46 to 49. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. He has been mindful of the humble state of his servants. From now on, all generations will call me Blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Holy is his name. Holy. Holiness means to be separated from all that's evil. And to be separated for all that's good. He is perfect in holiness. Yet, this holy God has chosen to come to Mary and to be born in her, a humble servant, a human being, the eternal God coming to the womb of this, sing, this, this, this virgin, young woman. She says, my Savior, he is the Savior She doesn't, we don't know what she understands yet, but she's going to see her son die 
on the cross for her. The birth of this son was leading to the cross. He has been mindful of us, friends, in our humble state. Humble means humiliated. In our humiliated state, he has been mindful of us. The holy God, separated from all that's evil and separated from all that's good, holy, 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 has come to earth, mindful of you and me. And now he is born in us as he takes up residence in us by the Holy Spirit. We should all be singing this song. Blessed am I. My soul and my spirit glorifies the Lord. He's been mindful of me. May we, like Mary, ponder and treasure these things so they take up residence. These truths take up residence and and grip us so that we know we are objects of mercy and grace. Mary worships God because of Elizabeth's encouragement. And that's the kind of community we want to be and create, right? We worship God as we encourage each other. Let me ask you a question. As you begin each day like Mary, do you begin the day by remembering that you are saved by grace? Do you remember each day as you begin the day that you are blessed and all generations will call you blessed? When you're in the new heavens and the new earth and you look at one another and you see your perfect design recreated now in the image of God, all sickness has passed away. You're looking at one another. I don't know what you'll completely look like, but I imagine you'll be pretty glorious. You'll look past by each other and say, you are blessed blessed. You are blessed. And we'll be saying that to each other because all pride and, and that sort of machismo will be gone. We'll be saying kind things to each other forever. May we start on earth. Do we begin each day remembering the grace of God toward us? Do we begin each worship service? Yes, I hope we do. Do we begin each prayer meeting? I hope we do. Do we begin our community group meetings? Remembering the grace of God. That's our first identity. We are saved by grace, like Mary. My soul rejoices in my Savior. Finally, the Spirit not only wants to use us to create a culture of encouragement, Not only when the Spirit comes, he reminds us of our salvation. Finally, the Spirit reminds us of truth about God. When he's present, he reminds us of truth, which is the fuel of our worship, the Holy Spirit. And she says this, Mary, Luke 1. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. And you can hear, she's not giving the detail here, but she's thinking of things, you can imagine, of the parting of the Red Sea. You can imagine the calling of Abraham. You can can imagine the, the various deeds throughout history of God being faithful to his people through the 40 years of wilderness wandering and so on. She's, she is steeped and saturated with the history of God's people. And that's why she can worship so richly. And these are the kind of illusions that are being made here. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. 
He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and returned home. And that's why we know that Jesus, uh, that Mary was at least three months pregnant when she arrived in Bethlehem. Um, she was at least that. We don't know how far on in her pregnancy, but we know at least that. So we can hear here, can't we, that Mary is recounting truths about God because when the Holy Spirit is present, he brings to mind the truths about God. And that can happen in various ways. That's why it's so important to be listen, that we, you know, we bring contributions. You know, later on today, maybe in our worship, you'll bring a, a Bible reading or a prayer or a prophetic word. These are the Spirit reminding us of truth. These are the Spirit glorifying Christ amongst us. That's why we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He, when he's present, reminds us of truth. He's the spirit of truth. And we see this in Mary's song, recounting all these glorious truths. And we see it in someone like David. When we read, his, for example, Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Perhaps you want to turn it in your Bible. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Maybe you've memorized this. Certainly worth memorizing. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my, it's very like Mary, isn't it? You can see Mary's maybe getting her, her, her style from something like this. And we can learn, can't we, from truth. You know, it, okay, God doesn't mind how you speak and so on, from the heart and so on. But God wants us all to develop. God wants us all to develop in our vocabulary of faith. He wants us to develop in our understanding of faith. He wants us to be richer in the things that are in our hearts so we can encourage others and be encouraged ourselves. Yes, we can be childlike, but he wants us to, be, to mature. And we mature by steeping ourselves in the word of God so that we've got something to praise him about. Praise the Lord, says David. Oh, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Forget not all his benefits talking to himself, talking to the people he's meeting with, who forgives all your sins. Say hallelujah. Forgives all your sins. Oh, yeah, that's rubbish, isn't it? Forgives all your sins. We're getting there, slowly. Heals all your diseases. Redeems your life from the pit. Maybe you haven't been in a deep enough pit. People who know the pit can really sing hallelujah, right? Redeems your life from the pit. Any pit crowns you with love and compassion. It's great, isn't it? Satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Wonderful stuff, right? This is what the Spirit reminds us of when he's present. The 
kinds of things, like David, like Mary, like Elizabeth, like a Zechariah, like the angels, like the shepherds, like the magi, like all the people of the story, when the Spirit is moving and present, we are drawn to the truth. The Holy Spirit leads us to glorify God. Jesus says this, but the advocate... The advocate, the word means the one who comes alongside you. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So that's what Jesus, the Holy Spirit does. He reminds us of what Jesus has said. When we're praying personally, when we're praying together, the Holy Spirit will remind us and draw us to the truth. Like he, like he did to Mary. He's called the spirit of truth. Jesus says this in John 16, 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what is he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit wants to speak. When you are filled with the Spirit, he will remind you of truths about God. So today, we've reflected, haven't we, on how the presence of the Holy Spirit always gives revelation of truth, which inspires worship. Let's develop a culture of encouragement. Let's let's be those who turn up to church, to meetings, whether it's in a coffee shop, whether it's in this sort of setting, Turn up, prayed up, ready to give, ready to serve, ready to encourage, ready to prophesy, ready to bless, like Elizabeth. Let's, do, let's be that kind of people. Like Mary, let's be the kind of people whose soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God. Let's be those who know the grace of God and encourage each other in the grace of God particularly when people have failed, right? And when we failed. Come on, let's remind each other and sing of the grace of God. Let's begin the day by remembering God's mercy. Like Mary and David, let's allow the Holy Spirit to teach us truths. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to the flesh. Don't listen to the lies. Don't listen to your depression. Don't listen to your misery. Don't listen to your circumstances. Let the truth of God surface above those things and praise him for who he is. Because that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And we often have a choice all the time, don't we? I feel miserable, so God hates me. But if you were behind it, if you were to listen, you will hear the Holy Spirit saying, no, there's no condemnation for you in Christ Jesus. No, I love you, I've died for you, I've ransomed you, I've paid for you. Let's listen to the Holy Spirit. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. When the Holy Spirit is present, he reminds us of truth that fuels our worship. I'm going to bring you a a short song now, which I wrote as a result of focusing on Mary's words. We'll see how this goes, right? So um, just sit where you are and uh, I'll play you this song because I thought it's a song, so I thought I'd do a song. <sighs> so just, uh, yes, okay. 
I'm going to put it on here, Jason. Hopefully, I'm not going to destroy all your... Actually, I'll do this. Something special, just some thoughts on these words. Stay. 